welcome to Will It Game, the podcast about creating crappy board games from one board family. I'm your host, Ryan Gatowski, joined as always by Rick White. Hi, Ryan. Rick, Ryan, you must have, you must have had you? a nap today. Oh, oh, I wish. Oh, um, no, just again, you know, it's the new year. We're recording in the new year. I'm trying to be more positive. It's really hard there to be positive with there you due to my hatred of you. Um, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, I'm yeah, give it yeah. A shot. All right. Well, Rick, I appreciate your enthusiasm because we have a great guest with us today. Stephanie from Cozy Little Brown House. How are you doing, Stephanie? Hey, hey, hey. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me today. Absolutely. So we have followed each other on Instagram for quite a while. We actually got to connect at Origins this past summer, and it was really awesome meeting you and your family. Uh, Board game enthusiasts just like us. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Board gaming is such a part of our family culture, our board game date nights, and it was really awesome to meet you and Aaron while we were at Origins. That was such a highlight for us. Nice, nice. Um, So we are going, tell us a little about like why you started an Instagram with your family um, and and kind of where you got your name from as uh, as you have gotten into this hobby. Sure. So I started Cozy Little Brown House to celebrate all of the small, simple joys in life. So for me, that's cozy living, reading books, cooking and eating really good vegan food, and of course, board gaming. Um, The name came from, we live in a hundred year old home and it is brown. So that's where the inspiration came. And because we got deeper and deeper into the hobby, I then launched Brown House Board Games, which is where all the board board game stuff happens all the time. So that account, all the board game stuff is going on over there. Nice. And you can follow her by looking in the show notes and you're going to see a link to their Instagram account. So um, Stephanie, uh, you've listened to a couple of shows and uh, do you feel like you're adequately prepared to judge the two amazing games that we're going to pitch for you today? I don't know if any of your guest judges could ever be fully prepared for this experience, but I'm going into it optimistic that I'm ready to go. Yeah. Sometimes it's shocking and horrifying. And that's why we gave you the disclaimer and had you sign that note that you will not be disgusted or say, wow, please stop while on air. Yeah. I'm really glad too, that I'm, uh, I originally had a plan of a full on barbecue based board game, but now that you've mentioned you're vegan, I'm glad I went back on that. Um, maybe that wouldn't have gone very well. Ooh, it would yeah. have gone over as well as my animal murder went over with Elizabeth Hargrave. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. So that is an episode <laughs> that I deeply regret. Um, you know, you only have one, um, so we're, we're doing okay more. then. I have more. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to go first, uh, and so Stephanie, you asked us to create a. Th- uh, a board game around the theme of vacation or vacation planning. Uh, and so why why that theme? Well, when I'm not playing board games, I am planning travel for clients. I've worked in the travel industry for over 10 years, and I'm also on, a write, on the writing team um, with our marketing department. So my life is pretty much travel all day, board games in the evening. So I thought it would be really fun to combine those two things with you two nice. this evening. 
Nice. So what you're saying is you're looking for that experience where you're like, I want to do what I do all day in my board game. That's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, I want to see your spin on it. How could you make gotcha. some of my most stressful work moments an enjoyable board gaming experience? Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So on the idea of vacationing, uh, when you say the word vacation to an 80s kid, nothing's more iconic than a giant roadside dinosaur attraction in the middle of a desert. Am I right? Am no, I right? but continue. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so roads, you know, all those times, everybody's always driving in the desert, you know, that's, there's happening. always a roadside dinosaur and you, yeah, you've got to stop. Exactly. Anyway, I, roadside, dino, a roadside dino frenzy is a tug of war style game for two players where players are trying to attract families to come to their roadside dino attraction. Uh, players have a hand of five cards uh, to start off with and have a li- hand limit of eight cards. Uh, cards dictate the upgrades that you're making to your roadside attraction in order to draw in vacationing families. Now, the vacation season lasts three rounds, kind of like the three months of summer. Each round starts by flipping out the a number of family cards based on the round number. So in round one, you're only trying to attract one family. In round two, it's getting a little busier and you've got two families you're trying to pull in. And the third round, you've got three families that you're vying for their attention. The family card contains icons based on what the family wants to see in their attraction. Some are looking for colors uh, like colorful dinosaurs or maybe uh, inflatable uh, arm flailing tube men on the side of the road. Some are looking for light up kids toys, um, all kinds of icons that you're trying to attract. Players can only hold eight cards max, uh, so you're working on managing your hand and getting rid of cards that you don't need. Uh, there are 13 spaces between the two dinosaur attractions. Um, so if you think of something like Royal Visit, where it's a tug-of-war type game, you're playing cards and you're trying to pull the king and, the, and, and his uh, court toward you, this is similar. Playing a card that shares icons with the family cards that are on the track will pull them toward your attraction. But playing a card without an associated icon will actually uh, push the family toward your opponent's attraction. So you got to be careful on how many times you do that. When you have a pair of cards in your hand, you can actually discard the pair without any penalty, which makes room in your hand for new cards. Each family card is worth the number of points printed on the card, uh, and the roadside attraction with the most points after three rounds wins. A roadside dino frenzy is a fast-paced card game that has players making tough choices. As they play cards, they make room in their hand and try to pull in vacationers without without sending them to the other roadside dino attraction. And that was roadside dino frenzy. Wow, that sounds, I got to tell you, Rick, you might be in for some trouble this evening because my husband and I play games exclusively with the two of us, and we love those tug-of-war games. Watergate, Mm. Caper, uh, Seven Wonders Duel, those are some Mm. of our favorite games, so (gasps) I'm looking forward to I don't know, like, I mean, right now, the the leading category card that you had was Colors. So by the just, you know, just the attractiveness, you know, what what really gets people going? Colors, because this is... Well, no, like a, a colorful dinosaur. Here's the thing. Are, are you going to stop for the green T-Rex or are you going to stop for the bright pink Triceratops on the side of the road? I'm stopping for the Triceratops. Oh. That's interesting. I want a picture with that. 
Oh, you know? well, okay. That's that's on me. I didn't understand. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I think what you should do is combine this with like Play-Doh. And so you have to build your dinosaurs as you go along to make mm-hmm. it more attractive. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Have like a, have like a uh, creative mode to it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So Stephanie, do you have any questions about my uh, dinosaur attraction game? Well, the mechanics sound like the mechanisms, I should say. The mechanisms sound like this would be a game that would be approachable for even younger players. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm envisioning this to be a game we could also play with our daughter. Um, mm-hmm. So what age do you think the strategy and complexity would work for? I would say somewhere around seven because the, so part of the, part of the strategy in it is you've got these, you start with five cards, but then you're going to draw up to eight at the, at the end of your turn, similar to Royal Visit. But here's where the strategy is. You only have so many spots in your hand. You have to get rid of some of those junk cards because if the family is looking for four different elements in their roadside attraction, anything that doesn't share those four uh, four icons is really just junk in your hand. And so what, how are you going to spend them? Are you going to just nickel and dime it and play one bad card at a time, knowing that it's pushing it, pushing the family to towards your opponent? Or are you going to try to collect those pairs so that you can discard them from your hand without the penalty? I think that's where the strategy is, um, where you don't want to give too much leeway to pushing the family toward your opponent, but you also can't waste a ton of time trying to collect a duplicate card. Mm, I like that. I like that balance. Now, are you thinking this is going to go direct to retail? Do you have a plan for Kickstarter with this? Yeah, direct to retail. And so um, on the front box, uh, front of the box, there it's going to be a giant, like uh, you're going to see this really big roadside stand. Uh, they've got fireworks and they've got a gigantic dinosaur and the kid is holding a bomb pop and it's like dripping all over the kid and he's pointing at the dinosaur like with this face of amazement. So as soon as you see the box, you're going to be taken back to like six-year-old version of you sitting in the back of the Chevy, like going down the road and being like, oh, we got to stop at the giant chicken, you know, um, on whatever family vacation that was. I have literally never said that in my life. However, most people haven't, so you're okay. I can imagine. (laughs) Apparently, you grew up in like, I mean, do you did you like get hit on the head and then watch National Lampoon's Vacation and think think that that was your actual childhood? If you had an experience like this, email us at contact (laughs) at oneboardfamily.com. I'm being serious. I need some validity here. Yeah. Yeah, I never have driven through a desert. That's not a thing. Well, I guess I did one time, but in my 20s or 30s. Like, I have not. I'm from Georgia. How often am I? Deserts aren't nearby. That's true. So, you know, I apologize. I don't know. I don't know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you, you gave it a good go. So are we, I haven't played Royal Visit. So, like, what percentage of that game are you ripping off as you do this? So Stephanie, you've played Royal Visit, right? You know, that actually before it was Royal Visit, it was Times Square. I don't know if you yes. remember that. And that was one of the first board games we ever purchased when we got into okay. the hobby around like 2012, I think yep. it was. Um, we didn't love 
Times Square when we had okay. it, but we have since developed a love for the other tug of war type games. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, so it, it's a Reiner Knizia game. It's, uh, it, it was redeveloped as, as Royal Visit, basically pulling the king and his court toward you using hand of cards. And, uh, as you've got specialty cards that you can use, but you can only use one set of cards. You can only use one card type. And so, and yeah, so it's a really good two player game. Yeah, so uh, back to the original question, how much of this game rips that off? 40%. 40 40%. Yeah, yeah, 40%. The concept Uh, of the tug of war, the eight card limit, um, always collecting at the end, collecting up to your hand limit at the end. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's a lot, but that's all right. We'll we'll allow it. I I I say we'll allow it this time, but we seem to allow it every single time. So that's fine. I didn't um, repitch Boss Monster. So. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what I was gonna um, say. Um, all right, well, let's go ahead and get onto a good game pitch. All right, so um, so in my game, which I have to bring back up. Oh, Rick! I accidentally muted you, Rick. Oh, he's trying to eliminate the competition. Oh no! I hit a to get button. rid of me. Are you trying oh, sorry. to get rid of me? No, you have to. So you have to start over. I'm so sorry. I hit a button, and I was like, I cannot bring his his voice back. That's so, so rude. Sorry. You know what? Don't you edit this out. I want people to know that you tried to eliminate me from the game competition. This is the I, only time I'm going to edit the show. This should never be edited. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> Don't let. I have him no shake idea. I I feel Don't like I insulted you it. like three times, and you didn't get to hear it. But oh well. That's great. Okay, okay here over. we go. Start over. Okay, Ryan, I'm ready to destroy you with my wonderful game pitch. All right, so vacations are great. Vacations are wonderful. But, you know, and some people say, you know, the trip is part of the fun, but those people are crazy and they stop at dinosaur exhibits on the way there. Um, but for me, vacations don't really begin until you arrive at your destination. And these days, that's easier said than done. In this game, my game is called Get There, presented by Southwest. Mm. And in this game, you've chosen to fly Southwest. Why? Who knows? Maybe you develop a backstory for yourself and the best one is the first player. You will be given a flight and you must do everything you can to ensure that your flight goes smoothly. And everything hinges on a roll of the dice, just like when you actually fly Southwest. You can play cards on your turn that you draw from a deck that will influence outcomes, but you will still have to roll dice to see if you succeed. Mm. So want to ensure your luggage fits into the overhead compartment or heck even gets on the plane, play cards to reduce your luggage size and to make sure it gets in the hand of a, of an assistant, but, or somebody on the flight, but hope your roll goes well so that you keep your stuff. Want to have leg room or at least not have a grandma's blue hair in your lap. You better play cards to get a better seat, but hope that the flight didn't get overbooked and your ticket sends you elsewhere on the flight. However, throughout the game, you'll be playing this over several rounds as you try to address different things like making it to your gate on time. And like I said, the luggage and your seat and things like that. But in each round, you're going to want to bank some of your cards towards the game's ultimate goal, making sure that your plane even takes off. Now, a lot of the standard editions of this game come with most of the pieces that you need, but about 35% of them are missing key components. So then you'll have to call Southwest to try to get a refund or find a way to get a new copy of the game. 
And if you get the deluxe edition, you'll get a voucher for a free Southwest flight. But it's only redeemable during that week in October that you're already busy. And that is Get There, presented by Southwest. Mm. Pretty good, I know. Wow. I need to just take a moment and just digest (laughs) some of that. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I know. It goes down smooth. I don't know if that was the adjective I had in mind, but it it goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it doesn't, you know, maybe it doesn't. Maybe, you know, you tried real hard, you tried to prepare, um, and you got everything arranged and it just didn't happen. Mm. Like a good Southwest flight. (laughs) Mm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, also this episode brought to you by Southwest. No. (laughs) Whoa. So, we're, ta- we're taking money from anybody. <laughs> yeah, anybody, anybody. We'll take it. They 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 had a lot of bad press, so they're trying to get their name out there in any way that they can. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do have a couple follow-up questions for you, Oh, Ryan. please, please, go ahead. I, I do love Push Your Luck. I, do, I love small Push Your Luck games. Those are a big hit in our house. We always have a lot of fun playing those. This one sounds like it has a little bit of stress, but I'm, op- I'm open-minded to the Push Your Luck element of Get There. Um, just thinking on your feet a little, it feels like this game could have a potential small card expansion maybe that comes out a little bit down the line. Do you have an idea of what you might be able to do with a, a small, maybe like a five or 10 card expansion pack? Yeah, I think like you could have like your in-flight meals, you know, as an expansion, or maybe you've got, you know, what, um, maybe we even throw in and like another airline, who knows, you know, you're, you're picking you know, you're not able to play as many cards if you're using another airline because it costs more, mm. but like it's more predictable, the outcome, and it has a bigger impact on what you're doing. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, those are those are positive humph that I'm hearing from both of you, and I really appreciate it. They're thoughtful. They're, They're thoughtful. very thoughtful. Thoughtful, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. My, my fine, I think my final question would be is... What price um, would these go to for for retail? For retail, you know, I think it comes with you buy. This is going to be Southwest is doing this as like a tongue in cheek kind of game, obviously, you know. So this is going to come when you make a Southwest flight reservation. Um, You know, maybe we put it in the back seat compartment, you know, of each flight. You know, you've got that little thing that tells you how to put your masks on the little um, insert that tells you, you know, everywhere that Southwest flies. And then there's just a little copy of this game sitting right there. And you can, you know, or maybe we build it into the tray table. There's a little compartment in the tray table. You pull it down and pop. There's a nice little copy of get there presented by Mm. Southwest sitting there for you. It's kind of like the, you, it's kind of like you get a pillow or a blanket on the flight. It's, it's just there. Yeah. It's it's just there. Yeah. Peanuts. Uh, beverage, would you like a copy of Get There presented by Southwest? How would mm. you guys, what would you like? Yeah. like it. <laughs> Exclusively available in flight. Mm. Order some Wi-Fi, maybe get a card game. So, Stephanie, do you have all the information that you need to uh, judge these two board games about vacationing? 
I do. I actually jotted down notes like a good judge would. There we go. I love it when judges take notes. That's very impressive to me because we do such a poor job of everything on the show and you guys are so prepared. Yeah. We really appreciate it. um, Intimidating. You bring a, a moderate amount of professionalism to an otherwise unprofessional show. Thank you. Well, you are quite welcome. And if I can read my chicken scratch here as I evaluate your games, I'll be able to tell you what I think. Um, You know, you both did an outstanding job of taking the vacation theme and putting your own spin on it. Um, Ten years in the industry, I can't say I've had a client inquire about viewing plastic dinosaurs in the desert. but Well, it's got to be a metal dinosaur because it's got to hold up to the summer heat. So it's a giant metal dinosaur. Oh, clients haven't asked for those either. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Metal dinosaurs. Yeah, we get that all the time. (laughs) Um, But I do really like that, that tug of war component um, that, that really hit me in my board gamer heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Rick, I can tell he, he, he wanted to take a current trend, you know, what's happening in pop culture, what's happening mm-hmm. in the news, what's happening in travel, tying it into a game. I appreciate that enthusiasm, um, but this game just hit a little too close to home, and mm. I think with my hard-earned dollar, I would want to play Ryan's game. Excellent. So even though Rick's game is free, you would rather pay for Roadside <laughs> Dino Frenzy. I would rather pay. I love <laughs> I love that so much. That is we're gonna put that as a that's a box quote for me. Better than know, free. Better than free. <laughs> and and oh. let's be let's be clear, Rick's game is not going to be free. If he's building it into trays and inserting it into seat pockets, believe mm-hmm. me, that cost is being tucked into your airfare. So Rick's game That's is true. not That's free. <laughs> you think it is, mm. but it's kind of yeah, like when you, that U2 album showed up on everybody's iPod. It's like that, you know, <laughs> remember iPods guys, guys, That's right. iPods. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> It just exists. It's there. Yeah. Uh, by the yeah, way, Rick, uh, Rick, I sent you a uh, basically a library of roadside dinosaur pictures, so you can look at them while you're laying in bed tonight. So, oh, okay, I will. I'm actually going to start doing that, and you can wrap up the episode. Yeah. Excellent. So, um, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Where can people find you on Instagram? Well, for board game exclusive content, you can find me over at Brown House Board Games on Instagram for uh, the cozy living, reading, food content, mm-hmm. and light light board gaming. That's Cozy Little Brown House on Instagram. And I also have a YouTube channel under the same name that uh, we're off to a little bit of a slow start due to a bit of a crazy year, but I'm hoping to get some more videos up here in 2023. Excellent. Very cool. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us. And if you're looking for more board game content, head over to OneBoardFamily.com. We've got tons of stuff out there. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to this podcast in your podcatcher of choice uh, and find us on all the social media platforms at OneBoardFamily. Be sure to, uh, I guess, uh, 
let us know how much you enjoy the jingling of the collars of my dogs in the background as I speak. Um, apparently, they can't sit still for more than five minutes. So, uh, you know, if you can uh, drop us a line about how much you enjoy that, that would be great. So, until next time, we will see you at the table. Thank you.